0: I love Old Time Radio producing a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired on November 2nd, 1947, and here is Death Has Eight Arms.
1: Coal Dealer brings you the thrilling adventures of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcefully to old and young alike that crime does not pay. As you probably know, reliable sources forecast that all home heating fuels will be scarce this winter. If you heat with coal, you're lucky. You can store coal. But get your order in early. Ask your blue coal dealer to schedule your delivery as soon as he can. And make sure that you order the right size of coal for your furnace. If you're not sure what it should be, ask him. Your blue coal dealer will be glad to inspect your heating plant and may be able to make other recommendations, too, that will help you to get more heat and to burn less fuel. First thing tomorrow, call the nearest blue coal dealer and ask him to schedule an early delivery of your blue coal. Temple, deep in the jungles of Burma, ancient rites are carried out for the goddess Ia. While Gergiev, the high priest, walks slowly down the long, winding stairs into the crypt of the temple, quickly, a man steps out of the shadows to join him. Charles Marin, an American archaeologist. Gergiev swings open a heavy bronze door, and the two men enter. A huge idol glares down at them. Ia goddess of wrath, made of gold and jade with diamonds gleaming for her eyes, and her eight arms stretched about her like the claws of a giant crab. Charles Marin gasps at the sight. Oh. You're not afraid, Mr. Marin, a bold American must not be frightened by a lifeless idol. Where's the paper hidden, Gertie? Behind the collar of beads that hang from Gaya's neck. A few steps, and it is yours fortune worth millions. Well, Mr. Maron? I'm... Now, you're going to get that paper for me. you you're gone. Yes. I've paid you $10,000 to bring me down here. Now, you're going to risk your life getting that paper. But I am a high priest. Gaia would never forgive me. You can take your chance on that. I'll wind up dead on this floor. The choice is yours. All right. Hear me, Gaia. It is I, Gail. Your high priest, do not harm me. Hurry up, hurry up, the do paper. It. I have it. Uh, now, let's see. <clears throat> yes, right. A piece of paper worth... But... Rajiv,
2: look out, the arms! Oh!
1: put the paper back! Now! It's mine now! You're you fool, you will be next. you will follow
2: wherever you go. The arm! The arms!
1: Cinder, stop playing that thing. Sorry, Saeed. You're not in Burma now. You're in a penthouse apartment in America. Remember that.
2: The Saeed is unhappy. There are dark shadows in his mind. But,
3: what are you talking about? Sindar is a good servant. He knows the terror that has followed us from the heat. The arms of care reach far. What? Everywhere the Saeed Marindal... Season. Is that not so? Oh. How did you know that? Jaya must have her revenge. She won't spare you unless... Unless what? You must buy an idol and bow down the her. Are you crazy? Or you must give in to her. Ask her forgiveness. Or her eight arms will reach out,
2: crushing you, squeezing the light from your... Stop foot. it! Stop it! Stop!
3: Ah! Inside. Oh, Madge. Uh... Pindar and I were, I we're just... You. What have you tried to do, Charles? Let your own servant drive you insane? No, I... Thank you. He's shaking all over. Pindar, go back to your quarters and say that's your coffee. Yes, yeah. yes, inside. Remember what I know inside.
2: It is the only way.
3: What did he mean by that,
1: Charles? Oh, nothing, nothing. He just... Oh, Madge, I'm so
3: tired. Oh, darling, tell me. Please. What dreadful thing happened in that temple back in Burma? I can't tell you,
2: Matt.
3: You said once you stole something, a a piece of paper. What did you do?
1: Don't ask me questions, please. Darling, I only
3: want to help you. You must get rid of these obsessions about an eight-armed goddess. I can't.
1: At night, I can feel her arms about my throat. It's horrible. I've got to do something about this nightmare. I've got to before it drives me crazy. lived in the Orient, Mr. Cranston, you know the strange things that can happen out there. That's why I've come to you for help. You've got to help me before I go out of my mind. I'll do what I can, Mr. Mary. You
3: can just end this horrible nightmare. Now,
1: I... Mr. Mary. I'm sorry, Mr. Madden. You say that you incurred the wrath of this uh, goddess out in Burma? Yes. You see, I'm an archaeologist. Naturally, I was curious to see the idol, so I bribed my way down to the crypt. Against all the sacred laws... I see. Seems a rather slim motive of vengeance, though, even for an idol. But it's true. That's why she's been trying to kill me.
3: You mean that literally, Mr. Nair?
1: Yes, Miss Lincoln. There have been two attempts on my life. Once I was pushed down a long flight of stairs, pushed by unseen hands. Oh, awesome. Then I was in a smash-up. The wheel of my car seemed to be wrenched from my grip. I only escaped death by just some miracle. When did these accidents begin to occur? Several months ago, soon after I'd moved to this city. Soon after I'd seen... Here, again.
3: Perhaps you only thought you saw her again, Mr. Murray. No,
1: no, Miss Lane. She was real. Not the goddess herself, of course. It was a little statuette, a, a replica of the idol. It was on sale in a shop window. Oh, I see. Do you think you could find that shop again, Mr. Maron? Yes, I think so. It belongs to the oriental importer, Caleb Bruner. Bruner?
3: Do you know him, Lamar?
1: Well, not personally, Margo, but... He's known to be mixed up in some shady deals in the Far East. Police have been interested in his activities for some time. The police? Yes, Mr. Maron. Oh, yes. yes, of course, police. I have a hunch that more may have happened in Gears' temple than you're willing to admit, Mr. Maron. Margot, perhaps Caleb Gruner can add to our information. Why don't we pay a visit to his shop and see for ourselves? See you, Mr. Cranston. Gaia, the inscrutable, 8 arm deity of life and death. Mm, ugly creature. I noticed you brought the statuette out of the back of your shop to show us. Correct, sir. Gaia loves the darkness. Yet one day, not so long ago, you had it out in your window on public display. Did I? By peculiar coincidence, Charles Merrin happened to choose that day to stroll by. Charles, uh, the archaeologist. Useless to pretend you never heard of him, Guna. I had no such intentions, sir. Perhaps you could tell us about the trouble he got into at Gears Temple in Burma. You mean the death of Gurji, the high priest? No, that was it. You're interrupting, Mr. Brunner, though. Mm, not at all, sir. That terminates my knowledge of the affair. I'm not familiar with the details. Well, that seems strange. Why? Because according to the police who kept a close watch on your movements while you were out of the country, Brunner, you were in Burma at the time. a business trip. In fact, you were in the vicinity of Gears Temple. <sighs> Well, you see... What was that for, An accident, sir. My hand slipped. You rang for me, sir. What's the matter, Miss Lane?
3: That man in the turban, he sprang up out of nowhere.
1: Babu, my Burmese assistant. He learned the trick of silent movement in the East. But don't be afraid. He's harmless. He doesn't look it with that stiletto in his hands. An antique. He was polishing it up uh, for a customer. Oh? throat or spine? I do not care for such jokes, Mr. Cranston. So, you know my name, Babu. You must have been listening. And I will not stand your
2: insults. I will make you...
1: Well, Babu, you are going to make me eat my words. I'm sorry, sir. Oh, the man's a weak-minded idiot, Mr. Cranson. I hope you will forgive his lapse. Now, off with you, Babu. Take the statue of Geyer into the back room. no. Don't touch it. Mr.
2: Baron!
1: Give me that statue. Why do you want it? Because it's the only way out for me now, Mr. Cranston. Sindar was right. Sindar? My native servant. He warned me I must humble myself before the idol. And now the time has come to take it. Oh, Don't Maron. anyone move. I know how to use this gun. Baron, listen to me. It's too late, Mr. Cranston. But... I'll only listen to Gaia from now on. Baron! Come on, Margot.
3: Too late. He left the motor running. Don't stop Maron. We're not going to chase him on
1: foot. No, just... just around the corner.
3: Did you see his eyes, Lamont? They were awful.
1: He's too busy watching Gruner's.
3: What?
1: The hunch that Gruner expected Marin to come tonight.
2: How? Who could have told him? That's
1: what I hope to find out. When I go back to visit him as the shadow... Uh Everything is playing into my hands. Cranston here when Meron came for the idol. Perfect alibi. Soon, very soon, the paper will be mine. What paper, Gruner? Who's that? Someone who moves even more silently than Babu, your assistant, Gruner. The Shadow. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what is this paper you're trying to get from Charles Merrin? Well, I... That is to say... Out with it! It was stolen from the temple of the goddess Gea. So, that's the crime Maron has on his conscience. That's why you've been trying to drive him mad to squeeze his secret out of him. No, sir. to me. You lured him to your shop months ago to reawaken terrors of Ghia in his mind? No, no, it was Sindar, Maron's servant, who brought him here. What? And Sindar drove him to my shop tonight to steal the idol. It's Sindar who's driving him mad. We'll soon find out about that. Branston and Miss Lane are on their way to Merrin's apartment now. Take my word for it, Shadow. I'll, I'll take th- your word for nothing, Gruner. But take my word. If you're mixed up in this plot. The Shadow will be back. <laughs>
3: Miss Lane, thank heavens you've come. Heaven, happened, Mrs. Marin. Ever since you phoned, I've been going out of my mind. Oh, Mrs. Marin, I. Listen, What is it? Charles oh, Timber. The last half hour they've been locked in that room with that going on. Oh, oh. Oh, oh please, Mr. Cranston, break down the door before Timber drives my husband insane. Try, Mrs. Marin.
1: Oh,
3: hurry, please. Wash
1: oh, it to it.
2: Count! Stop that room! Count!
1: he doesn't hear you, Mr. Maron.
2: He's singing, Lamont. He's
1: in a hysterical trance, Marlon. He doesn't know what he's doing.
2: But his eyes, they're
3: horrible. As if we'd seen... He
1: has, darling. Look. Over there.
3: That's your tail. There's something lying there in front of it. There
1: Yes, Mr. Maron. it has been crushed to death. <laughs> Return to the shadow in just a moment. Friends, you're missing plenty if you don't have a blue-cold tempmaster heat regulator on your coal furnace. You are missing the wonderful work-saving ease that automatic temperature control gives. You're missing the easy, steady, helpful heat that could be yours. And you're missing the big savings of fuel that a tempmaster makes possible. Altogether, you're missing the carefree heating comfort you should have. But why wait any longer? call the nearest blue coal dealer and ask him to demonstrate a new blue coal tent master. They are not expensive. There is no charge or obligation for the demonstration. The tent master is an entirely new kind of automatic heat regulator for coal furnaces. The electric eye thermostat upstairs keeps your home exactly at the temperature you set on the dial, eliminating all those trips to the basement to adjust that furnace controls are operated automatically as needed. And the electric eye thermostat actually shows you the exact position of those dampers. This winter, save coal, save trouble, and get much better, much more healthful heat with a blue coal temp master. Only blue coal dealers have that. Blue coal dealers are listed in the classified section of your telephone book. Call the nearest blue coal dealer and ask him for a demonstration of the temp master tomorrow. And now, back. To the Shadow. Charles Marin, an archaeologist, is obsessed by the idea that a Burmese goddess is trying to kill him. But when death finally strikes, it is Sindar, Marin's native servant, who dies. A few minutes later now, in Marin's apartment, Cranston is alone, puzzling over the savage murder when Margot enters the room. How's Mr. Marin, Margot?
3: Not much better, Lamar. His wife's taking care of him in the next room, but he's still unconscious. What has he found out in you and
1: me? Oh, very little. Window was forced. Someone climbed in. It's probably the last thing Cindar knew.
3: But Mr. Marin must have seen it
1: all. What well, a state he was in, Margot. hysterical trance. Oh,
3: yes, that's right. But what motive could there have been for killing Cindar?
1: My guess is he was beginning to learn too much about the plot against his master. Bruna. It's possible. Bruner admitted to the shadow, he was interested in a piece of paper Marin had stolen from his temple. Wait a minute, darling. Got an idea? Yes. let on the terrace again. Right. I see something. Ah. Look there.
3: what's so interesting about that iron ladder?
1: It leads up to the roof.
3: Yes, but you thought the killer went down by the fire escape.
1: Changing my mind been seen from the street below. Anyway, it's worth investigating. Up we go, darling.
3: Oh, it's filthy. My hands are covered with soot.
1: Good. It'll be thick on the roof. Perfect for footprints.
3: Whatever it is must have gotten away by this time. I'll be hiding. There.
1: Yeah. Yeah, now. Careful, now, darling.
3: Oh, it's so strange up here. A prairie of roofs.
1: See what my flashlight shows up.
3: Mark tracks.
1: Yes. My toes turned in.
3: It's an animal?
1: I don't know, Margot, but we're going to proceed with caution.
3: Yes. Anyone could be hiding behind these skylights and chimneys.
1: Yes, Margot. Or anything. <laughs> So our friend Cranston and his girl have gone traipsing over the rooftops of the city Mad.
3: Yes, Caleb. I made sure they were out of the way before phoning you.
1: And I took a taxi right over. So that gives us time to talk. Uh, you did say you wanted to talk,
3: Madge? Yes, I have something to tell you, Caleb. I found where the paper's hidden.
1: Good, excellent. How did you manage it?
3: I overheard Charles tell Cinderella when they were locked in that room together. I was listening at the door.
1: <laughs> Clever girl. I always said you had talent. Well, I think a bottle of
3: champagne is called for in celebration. Uh, Not right now, Caleb.
1: Better yet, after you've told me.
3: I'm not sure I'm going to tell you. What? I'm not at all satisfied, Caleb, with the money you're offering me.
1: You never complained before?
3: Before, I was carrying the main burden as Charles' wife. And now I'd be carrying the main risk as Charles' widow.
1: I assure you, Madge, you needn't be afraid. Oh,
3: I won't be. For the next 25% out of your share, Caleb.
1: I see. You're changing stakes rather late in the game. Aren't you, my dear? That's apt to be dangerous.
3: You wouldn't dare touch me. I know where the paper's hidden, and you don't.
1: But aren't you forgetting something? What? Charles is still alive. In fact, he's regaining consciousness now. Since he seems in a mood for divulging his secret, I'm sure he'll make a confession to me. No,
3: no, he won't say a word, till about this.
1: Except you won't be Ooh. here, Madge. What? When Charles wakes up, I'll be all alone.
3: Huh. Here, look. What are you going to do?
1: You'd worked it out so perfectly, Madge. You saw yourself a widow dressed in black. Now someone else will wear black for you. You evil
2: conniving!
3: i not the killer. Couldn't have gone much farther. This is the last of in the block. Yes,
1: she had dropped onto the street be close and
3: listen. No, but... Quiet,
1: darling. Behind that skylight. Yes, I saw it. All right, there, the game's up. I've got a gun, so don't move or try any
2: tricks. Come out, the skylight. Force
1: open. Come on, darling. Look out, Margot. Something at your feet. A snake. No, easy, darling. Oh. It's nothing but a rope. rope? Oh. Wait a minute. I'll get my flashlight. Look, down the air shaft. You can just see it disappearing below. What happened? The man ripped open the cover, slipped down the air shaft, flicked the rope down
3: after Are you sure it was a man?
1: I'm positive now, darling. And I know his name. Babu.
3: Bruner's
1: assistant. Yes, that's the man we're after, Margot. Not much doubt where he's gone now. Where? After Bruner's shop to change his clothes. There was blood on that rope where he'd slid on it. Blood? Yes, Margot. He was the one who crushed Sindar to death. believe it, Mr. Gruner. I, I was unconscious, yes, but I wasn't out of my mind. I couldn't have killed my wife. There's her body, Mr. Madam. I found it when I came in. And, Cinder, why should I want to kill my own servant? You're not to blame, sir. While you were unconscious, some evil power took over your body. That's a lie.
0: If you're behind this, Gruner, you murdered them
1: both you're trying to blame it on me. And, sir, I'd be inclined to say Gear was the one who was responsible. Yeah. He was a long time driving you mad. And now she's succeeded. No, you'll never be rid of her. She'll come back, over and over again, taking possession of your body, forcing you to kill as her insane mind directs. No, no, I couldn't stand that. Then there's only one way to make your peace with her. You must give back the stolen paper. Anything? Excellent. Just so happens that I'm leaving for the east myself shortly. So if you give me the map, I'll be you able. You to... said map. Well, did you know it was a map? I know a great deal, Mr. let I see. You'll accept my help? You'll yield the map. All right, Gruner. I will. It's locked in my office at the museum. Come on. I'll take you there.
3: empty. At least there's no doubt now what part Bruner had in this, after those letters we found from Mrs. Maron. Yes.
1: Two of them were working together to pry out the secret of that paper from Maron.
3: What about Babu?
1: My hunch is he found out the hiding place before either of them, probably for Maron himself when he went to kill Sindar.
3: Now he's changed his clothes and gone treasure hunting. About the
1: size of it. Nice. Hmm? Envelope on the floor.
3: Maron's personal station. Blood on it, too. Babylon must have
1: brought it back to Marin's apartment. Yes. Charles R. Marin, Archaeological Museum. Yes, yes. What? I
2: don't
1: understand. hiding place of a paper. who brought this envelope with him because he was afraid those words might be too hard to remember. Yes, sir. He dropped it. Then he's gone
3: there
1: now. Yes. Marin and sooner after him, I imagine. Margot, I want you to go immediately for Commissioner Weston and the police.
3: And you?
1: Marin brought me into this case to save his reason. Now it's up to the shadow to save his life. Uh, How much further through this museum, Mr. Madden? Almost there now, Bruno. I hope so. This dim light, these fossils and bones are most disturbing. Now this is my office. Doors open. Broken open. What's happened? Everything torn up. That steel filing cabinet. You said that's where you had the paper? But it's been wrenched open. The map's gone. It is in good hands, Mr. Maroon. Yes, Mr. Maroon, I got here first, see. The Gale's secret is mine now. A map to the richest oil field in Burma. Give that back to me. I... That will give you quiet, Mr. mine. Another trance you can sleep out on the floor. No, Mr. Gruner, for you. Wait, Babu. I, I've never harmed you. You have insulted me, cursed me, treated me like a slave. I stood at all only because I knew you could lead me to the man. Babu. Now it would be a pleasure to kill you
2: as I killed Cinder. I have a gun. I have, I have the strength of a bull. Will you see? <laughs> I'm coming, Gruner. you coming, Babu. Spare me. I promise well, you, Babu. Well, you are... Something is holding me. The shadow, Babu. <laughs> <laughs> Save me, shadow. I will live. Only
1: if you answer my questions, Gruner. You killed the high priest, Gurdjie, back in Gears temple, didn't you? No, 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 I... I That's true I... truth, Gruner. Babu, to tangle limb from limb? Yes, Shadow. But it was a mistake. I had planned with Gurdjieff to kill Charles Merrin. I was behind the idol manipulating the arms. But when Marin forced Gurdjieff to get the paper, the wrong man died. And the map got away from me. And since then, you've been after it. And now you've reached the end of the trail. The map, Shadow. I'll make a
2: deal with you. The
1: map goes back to the government of Burma from which Gurdjieff stole it originally. He paid for his guilt by an accident. But for you and Babu, the long arm of the law will prove more terrible than the long arms of gear. And now let me present New Pole's Distinguished Heating Authority, John Barton. Thank you, Andre Baruch, and good evening, friends. Here's an important tip on economical home heating that will save you time, trouble, and fuel. If you tend your furnace fire the right way, you'll find that your fire will burn more slowly and evenly and that you'll get more heat from the fuel you burn. When you add coal, do it like this. First, shake the grate gently until the first faint red glow is visible in the ash pit. Then, with a shovel or a small hole, pull the live coal from the back of the firebox Up toward the feed door, forming a sloping hollow that leads toward the back. Into this hollow, put your fresh coal. Leave a few glowing coals just inside the fire door to consume gas. The way to conserve coal is not by skimping. Keep a deep
2: fire at all times. I thank you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure the Shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. The Shadow is presented by the ELW Coal Company, distributor of blue coal. The Mark is played by Brett Mollison, Margot by Grace Matthews. You're announced with on paper. Early. Remember, it's blue coal for finest heating service. It's blue coal for finest modern equipment. It's blue coal for the best home heat money can buy.
0: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Another episode where an ancient curse befalls the characters, and it turns out to be just another greedy person who wants the treasure for themselves. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks, and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.